It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I'm Brother L. Diazova, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. Today is a special day. Uh, I have a special young lady here, someone who means a lot to me, someone who is very near and dear and close to me. Today I have my lovely, lovely daughter, Samia. Welcome to Count Time. Thank you. All right, today we want to share. Remember, it's Women History Month. And there's a lot of wonderful women who've been honored and still being honored. But there are those who seem that they have been forgotten about. And you want to talk about someone that many seem to have forgotten about in this community. Who is this young lady? This woman's name is Mrs. Annie Armstead Smart. Who was Annie Armstead Smart? Where was she from? What, what's about? First of all, how did you come to know about her? Well, my dad gave me a book a while back um, on Miss Annie, and I read it. It was called Honoring the People's Prophet. I just thought it was a very phenomenal story um, about an amazing woman who stood up for not only herself, but the people in her community and people who were suffering and did not have as much. Matter of fact, she said she was one of those people. Miss Annie actually said um, one day that one day I cried me a river when my children were hungry and had no shoes to go to school. She made the connection. And if my family is suffering, so were the many other people in, in my community. And Annie felt this pain, so she started to fight for her family and her community. What are, what are some things, she, how, what do you mean she started to fight? What did she do to start the process? Well, I guess one of the, honestly, the very first thing she really did to get involved in the community was within her own children and her own children's school. So she became a part of the PTA because she herself said that she needed to because she felt a responsibility to support the needs of her children because um, we uh, hadn't mentioned it yet, but... This, this, this woman had 13 children. She had two sets of triplets, so that's six kids. And she also had one set of twins and five individual children. Oh, that's already she a phenomenal woman. Right. She's in the class all by herself. Right. So this lady decided, though, that she wanted to, say she wanted to get involved now. Because yeah. Her children didn't have anything to eat, they had no shoes to wear, Right. but she wanted to make an impact on the community. What did she do, to, what were some things she did to help that process make a difference? Uh, I can't really, I don't want to rank this woman and her accomplishments by how big they seem, but one of the, one of the biggest things that Miss Annie Armstead Smart did was that she actually ran for the U.S. Senate against Huey P. Long's brother. Russell. Russell. So she ran against a white man in the 1970s for a position in the U.S. Senate. And that's, that's pretty badass, honestly. So she was in the class all by herself. She really was. Just, just to take, make that decision to run for, for that position. You really have to have some type of guts. A lot of us as people my age, because I'm 21 years old, we haven't heard about this woman 
Um, and a lot of our heroes today, I guess you can say, are, I was saying this to my dad, a lot of the people that we look up to are in the rap industry or in the music industry. We don't really have the same type of role models um, as, as we could have at one point. And I thought that Mrs. Annie was an amazing role model because um, she was a woman who stood with so much integrity and just vigor and she didn't really take nothing from nobody and I really I, I like that and she made a change and she took a stand against what she thought was wrong. What year did she run for USA? I'm not sure whether it was see I don't want to get this date wrong I know it was in the early 1970s so it was, mid, it was probably the early to mid 70s. Yeah I believe it was either 1974 or 75 but I do not want to get any of her information wrong. And her platform, you remember what her platform when she ran for U.S. Senate was? Basically the, basically the slogan, like what she stood for. Yeah, that's a, all that platform. Okay. Her platform, or her slogan for running for the U.S. Senate was, Poverty is violence. In this time of broken families and communities, we can let freedom ring by walking in the footsteps of Annie Smart. And I, there, I wish I could show y'all the picture on here, but. Also, she, one of the first things she did uh, was when she decided she was going to make a difference, she founded her own organization. The organization was founded, and she chaired it, the Louisiana and National Hunger Coalition and director of the State Survivor Coalition. Mm -hmm. So she founded the, the National Hungry Co uh, the National Hungry Coalition. Yep. Because she said her children was hungry and she knew a lot of people was hungry. So food stamps was the thing that was just I think was just starting at that time. Because mm -hmm. uh, before that they gave you what they call commodity. No, I don't commodity know. <laughs> was food there when you go pick it up from the local centers, uh, uh, the politician would hand it out and it would be like Cheese, yeah, sugar, flour, those type of items back then. <laughs> you know, so she was the one who founded the local one in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, mm -hmm. and she moved on and became part of a lot of other organizations. Matter of fact, uh, another organization honored her. Do you remember who honored her? She actually won, or was how would I say received? the Sojourner Truth Award in 1974 from the Black Woman's Community Development Corporation. Um, I believe while she was in Washington, D.C. Yeah, right, right. She went to Washington, D.C. Matter of fact, that trophy, is, they still have uh, Mr. Charlie Granger who, who shared a lot to me about, uh, about Miss uh, Smart years, several years back, but I had a chance to meet her. I, you know, back then she was coming through my restaurant in the in the mid to early, mid to late eighties, early nineties. She was stopping at my restaurant called Buffalo Way. Mm -hmm. So I had a chance to not, you know, get a chance to meet her, but I didn't realize the power that the lady uh, possessed, and you know, her, her just that her, her tenacity, just mm -hmm. everything she stood for. She right. was a warrior. She was kind of she spoke kind of loud, and she spoke her more of whatever was on her mind is what she spoke. Right. But she was very. I think they say she was. 
She was very witty, creative. Yeah, I mean, you had to be. She was, um, well, she actually graduated from McKinley Senior High School. So she was educated to a certain degree. But she didn't have no higher level education. Right. So for that, she was very, she was well articulated, for sure. And, and that was, she fought against a lot of things throughout life. What are some of those things? Are? She fought against systematic racism. She fought to build inclusive library, library collections. She taught and applied women's studies. She taught ministers of peace and justice. She, she fought to reveal a community of faith and freedom. She fought to build unity in our communities and she also fought for politics that valued love and faith. Oh, okay, okay. And also, you know, Anna Smart, matter of fact, they say Governor Edwin Edwards feared Anna <laughs> That's what Mr. Charlie said, Mr. Granger. That's what Mr. Granger said. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I mean, who matter, could? matter of fact, in, in 1986, after years of struggles with Governor Edwin Edwards, he declared Anna Smart Day and called her a strong supporter and activist for the poor people. Wow. That's what Governor Edwin Edwards said yep. in 1986. So this lady was doing things and to run for U.S. Senate in the 70s with no, no formal education. Right. But just to t willing to take on, she was just, how do you say that? Like Fanny Lute Hamer said, she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. And poor and broke and everything else that came with it. With 13 children, she wanted to see her children have a better life than those she want, than she had. And Miss Anne was born in 1923. I think she was born June 19, June 1923. But she had a short life, I, I, I believe. She passed, she transitioned, I don't like saying she, the word died, she transitioned from, from this earth in 1993. 1993. 1993. So she died at a, a young age of 69 years old. Yep. But she had made a serious impact yep. while she was here. To win an award, to create all these different organizations that she had created. I mean, she, she was... She created the, uh, what do you call that? Uh, she was, Annie hated the, Annie hated the local and state welfare right organization in Louisiana. Uh, Annie also was part of the, uh, what do you call it, the legal, the legal defense organization, which was headed by Jim Wayne back then. And so she was a part of a lot of different organizations that made a difference. She was she believed in making a difference and making an impact where she was at. For sure. What are some other things that you remember about her that you read about her? Matter of fact, the book that I gave, you remember you remember who wrote the book? Okay. 
They wrote and published the book. Who wrote and published the book? Well, the book was written and published by Common Ground, um, who was founded by Quakers in 1982. And they are an organization which helps to break the cycles of poverty, racism, and sexism to teach active nonviolence. So they are a pacifist, um, basically a pacifist corporation or a company. They're fighting to religious organizations. Religious organizations. Sorry, I forgot to say that. They are a religious organization to um, fight racism, sexism, and poverty within the community. So. And the Quakers, most people don't, a lot of people remember the Quakers, but you don't hear a lot about them anymore. They are a religious organization that came from out of Europe in the mid-1600s when they came to the U.S. Matter of fact, they say, I think they say 49% of, of the Quakers reside on the continent of Africa, 49% of them. No. It's probably about a half a million of them worldwide, I believe. Oh, wow. And they, are, they believe in nonviolence. They don't believe in racism. They believe that everyone is a child of God. Right. And everyone deserves righteousness and justice. So they've been, they are a pretty fair-minded organization of people. I'm not familiar with a lot of Quakers, but these are some stories that I, you know, things I read about the Quakers over the years. They're the one who created this, wrote this book mm -hmm. on Annie Smart and some other people they wrote books on. Yeah. But they chose Annie Smart in the in the early in the mid nineties to do the story on her, and it's a great book that I received a book from uh, Charlie Granger years a few years several years back, and I read the book and the book impressed me too. Right. That's why I thought I said I need to let my daughter read this book. This <laughs> woman, this woman here, with any level of education, decided she was going to make a difference. So what you find out is that it's not the level of education you have. It's a made-up mind and having a desire to make a difference. Oh, yeah. It's, in, it's never the amount of education. It's what you choose. It's, I mean, as who you are as a person, it's when you choose to take a stand and, like, stand in your truth. And that's what Mrs. Annie Smart did. She stood in her truth. She stood in the fact that she wanted better for her kids and herself and her community. And no level of education could have given that to her. That was her, you know. And that's what it takes to really be an activist in in our communities is to be able to stand in your truth. Matter of fact, they said on her uh, when she was in elementary school, they had her read a, a, a story. Do you remember that story in, the, in, the, uh, in elementary school that 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 help get help us start fighting? Well. Her teacher called her to read um, a story. I think a lot of people are familiar with it. It's called Baba Black Sheep. And uh, Annie didn't, um, she didn't like that. She didn't like the sound of that. Uh, I forget exactly what the story was about, but uh, what exactly she said. She, she just said that, that, that these are kind of stories that got to be more to why it couldn't be a white sheep? Why it yeah. be a black sheep? Like, why, why did it have to be a black sheep? Why couldn't it be a white sheep? Yeah. Like, there's more to the story than this, and y'all got us reading this story. This isn't... In elementary school, she, yeah. stood, she stood up against her teacher. Right. And the teacher looked like her. 
So there wasn't, there wasn't a, a teacher of European descent, it was a teacher that looked like her. But those kind of stories affected her even back then. But even when she ran for U.S. Senate, even when she still, she went to Washington, D.C. on many occasions to fight for justice. She went a lot of places. She said that as long as they paid for the plane ticket, she could take care of anything and everything else. So she went quite a few places. It wasn't just Washington, D.C. She taught university students. And that's another thing. You don't even have a university level education, but you're teaching university students. You're flying all over the country mm. and you're spreading your truth. And that's what Miss Annie did. Oh, and, and, and she stood, and say she was born in 1923, that means this year she would be 99. She would be 99. 99. She would be 99 this year. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, she born December 23rd. No, she died December 23rd, 1992. Oh, she, she was a Capricorn. Yeah, okay, that's, <laughs> oh, that's why I like her. She, she was born July the 28th, 1923. Mm. Oh, Leo. Yeah. Okay, that's me. Oh, that's you? That's me. Oh, that's wow. why I like her so much. She stood for something. I like that. Oh, okay, yeah, she headed the local and state welfare rights organization. She was chairman and member uh, uh, of the Capital Area Legal Service Corporation. Right. So she was, she was one of the founders and chairwoman of the Louisiana and National Hunger mm -hmm. Coalition and the director of the State Survival Coalition. She was a bad girl. Yeah. She, was, she fought to the day she left this earth. Yep. And in fact, we got a copy, thanks to Mr. Charlie Gray, he gave me all the information that, that I do have of her. On the, on the day of her, uh, her home going, the Honorable Joe Deppert, former state representative, spoke at her, uh, at her home going. Reverend Moody, the great Miss, Maybe we should be doing a story on, on Miss Mary Moody. That's a woman, that's truly a, a, a woman history much for her. Yeah. And she, that woman does some great things. That lady does some great things. It was, these, these are some honorable people here. Um, you know, when you just think about someone of this great magnitude. Matter of fact, I like to, I, I have to give, show sure y'all this on the back for the honorable Paul Barriers. She had uh, Eva Lagarde, Mary Kramer, Attorney Murphy Bell, Honorable Jesse Stone, who's the president of Southern, the Honorable the Governor Edwin Edwards, Honorable Janice Clark. Oh, Janice, you come see you and talk to you about Janice Clark. <laughs> they got, got your name on there. She was a very respected woman. Yeah, so you know, this woman here made a serious impact. And I know who I need to come see now, Miss. <laughs> Miss the Honorable Judge Janice Clark, we're going to be doing a story on you pretty soon, too, because mm -hmm. I did not know you was familiar with Annie Smart. But Annie Smart was a woman who did a great thing, but we like to thank the Quakers, a, call, a group called Common Ground, who published and, and wrote this. Had, the book is a, a bunch of short stories of other people, of friends, of friends of Annie who wrote their own story of her and their life and the life and the impact that Annie had on them. Mm -hmm. Like the Joe Delpits, uh, who else was in the book? Charlie Granger wrote a story. Uh, give me some other names. Let me see. Coralie Johnson. Wrote a story. Who else? 
Reverend Moody. Reverend Mary Edith Moody. Moody. Let me see. I mean, it, it got quite a few people that wrote. This was her. This is her story. And she wrote her own. They got rid of her own story before her demise. And they got some lovely pictures of her and her kids and her children. And her children. I don't children. like to use the word. Kids. I don't usually say kids. Her and her uh, children. Let's see. Do they have in here? Who some of the people the writers are? Yeah. Oh yeah, they got uh, Margaret Jefferson. Uh, Eva Lagarde. Yeah, Miss Eva Lagarde, who was a school board member, one of the first in this area. Mary Lynette Braxton, Coralie Johnson, Ed Dixon, Lois Coleman, Bernadette St. Croix, I think that's her daughter. Uh, so you got Alberta Haston, Alberta is deceased, I know Alberta. So you got people that, who knew her, who was able to write her history before she passed on. Uh, but this young lady made this, this, but this lady made such a profound impact on her community without any of the resources, former training, mm -hmm. uh, level of education. She just said, I'm going to make a difference. And she had a made up mind right. that she was going to make a difference while she was here. And I think when she started out, she might have been in her mid-30s, early 40s. Yeah. So this short period of time, she decided that while I'm here, people are going to have to hear me out Pay attention to me. Right. I'm, I'm going to be a voice crying out in the wilderness. She wanted to be heard, and she was. Do you remember some other things before we close with, that you liked about Annie Smart? Remember, I have my, my daughter, Samir, here, who gave her insight on the book that I gave her to read uh, a while back. And, you know, we decided that, okay, we're going to just do a story. She, she was excited about talking about this young lady. I said, well, let's do a story on Annie Smart. I mean, because no, no one around this area, the Baton Rouge area, I've heard discuss her in, in years. So we going to resurrect Annie Armstead Smart. And also, uh, you know, we forgot to say that, yes, she was also married uh, to her husband, Andrew Smart. They had 13 children together, so we forgot to mention her lovely husband, Andrew Smart. Uh, you know, she, he the one who gave her 13 beautiful children, so we can't forget the role of the man and parts of the man, you know, in order to be able to move forward and live, on life, live in, this, in, this, in this world. But she, oh, okay, I got it too. Annie Smart lived on Elm Street, E L A M. Oh, a lamb. I a think lamb it's a street. lamb street. Now called North Tent. North Tent Street. So she was, she lived on a lamb street, which mm -hmm. is now North Tent Street. Yep. So, okay, we do have some information on her then. All right. So, anything else you want to share about uh, Miss Annie Smart? Is there anything else you would like me to share? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm asking.
<laughs> you want to hear me the phone? Like, is there something else you want me to say? Yeah. Well. Okay, well, something that, a belief that, I would like to share a belief that Mrs. Annie Armstead Smart had, and that was that she believed that white people should go back in history from whence they came so they can see exactly how they hated us. Hate born of ignorance was eating the hearts of them and keeps them from growing as a people. So that's what Annie? Annie, this is what Annie believed as, yeah. as a person. And uh, I agree in a couple of different ways. What you mean by that? You agree? Um, only for the fact that we're here today. You know, you don't know exactly what happened back in history and who's trying to teach it. Not many people are trying to truly teach um, the history of, I, I don't really like using the word African-Americans, <laughs> but the history, our history. And so... A lot of things have been swept under the rug. A lot of stories have been gone, have been taken to the grave. And I believe that, you know, if people who really do live in that racism and that hatred um, and that bitterness and that supremacy, you know, if they would be able to go back and see how horrible people were treated, maybe it could potentially change their minds about, I don't know, I can't really, I don't live in the mind of somebody who's um, a supremacist, so I wouldn't know, but um, I do believe that it's important to understand where you came from and where we came from and move forward in that way accordingly, because as important as it is to know how, like where you stand and who you are, it's important to know where you came from, so. I agree with her in a couple of ways on that one. Oh, okay, then. Okay, we gave you only two two bits. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that. Is that <laughs> your two cents? Yeah, two bits. You're going to say two bits. Two you're going up a little bit. Oh, my God. You just don't get too much at all. <laughs> you know what two bits is? Two bits? You don't know what two bits are? I don't know. Are you talking about Bitcoin? I'm, I'm confused when oh, you say Bitcoin. Like that. Two where, bits that, is a lot. That's where Bitcoin comes from. Because two, in the two old bits. days, old people, they, they, they would distribute money in the old days in corn. They didn't mm -hmm. have dollar bills. Right. So they call them bits. Mm -hmm. So, you know, two bits was two quarters. Okay. A quarter was considered a bit. So that's a good that's a good thing. I never thought about it being the Bitcoin. Mm, that is interesting. So I, when I was young, these up you got I got two bits. That means you had fifty cents. Yeah. I had two quarters. <laughs> <laughs> but two two bitcoins at this point is worth uh forty thousand dollars. Two two bitcoins? No, one bitcoin is forty thousand dollars. No, two, two is eighty thousand dollars. Two bits to go whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bits have increased in price well, I'd like to thank my lovely daughter Samia for being here today and giving her some insight on a woman that truly impacted the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area and put fear in many and many people who, opposed, who her. opposed her she, she earned respect 
from everybody though because you couldn't help but respect this woman she was gonna be heard and even if you're scared there's a certain amount of respect there but uh yeah I, i'm so glad that you brought me on here to be able to talk about miss annie because uh we don't i don't have many um heroes or women to look up to they were really made a big impact on the community and on our black communities and like stood for poverty especially at this day and age and so i'm i'm so appreciative to have been able to hear about her story and come on here and tell tell some of y'all you know as a as a 21 year old okay we want to challenge other 21 year olds and around that age to mm -hmm. to seek in their community for other heroes and leaders who have made a difference male female and your community who people have forgot about right just this quick 1993 that's what 30, not even 30 it was just like uh, 20, 29 years ago she, she's been deceased for 29 years and people have forgotten about her. yeah just this lady was fighting for the rights of her community of people and you hear nothing about her i don't this is like was it them forgetting about her or did a lot of people even know about her at that point because well um, people in the community knew about her but nobody, nobody shared that information anytime governor edwin edwards had an anti-smart day in 1986 was mm -hmm. you still alive he had an anti-smart day that's that in and of itself says a lot about who she was when the governor had to honor you right but i like to thank my dear friend um, Charlie Granger for giving me this information several many years ago on this, this phenomenal woman and powerful woman and is smart and her children who uh, many of, I don't know how many are still around today but I, I guess quite a few of them are still here after 13 children she had 13 children in 30 she had 40 I believe it's on her obituary she had 40 grandchildren i believe and in the 30s with the great-grandchildren it was it was definitely on like this page and maybe at the bottom 39 no 40 grandchildren 39 great-grandchildren yeah, that's, that's what i said and her divine so she so she got plenty of family around here she has she has a lot of family around here Okay. So she had, I mean, she had 13 children, eight, eight girls, five boys. Yeah, so she, she had one daughter pass before her named Josephine Edwards. Uh, her daughter, she also had a brother, Leroy Johnson, who had passed on before her, and her parents, the late Stokes and Kareem Edwards. Stokes and Kareem Edwards. Dad's name was Stokes, and mom's name was Kareem Edwards. So I'll be giving you as much as we can of this beautiful woman who decided one day, they said she cried herself a river. She said if she was starving, her children were starving, they had no shoes, so they had no shoes, they had very little clothes too. She said, she need, it's time out for this. Mm -hmm. I need to get up here and make a difference. So we like to say, pass off to Annie Armstead Smart. Absolutely. Standing up and fighting for her rights and for justice not just for herself, but all in her community and all who's willing to stand up, whether they fought with or not, she still decided she was going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to her children, her family members who are still here, who get a chance to hear this 
And please contact us at email at uh, LD is over, L, the, the, the letter L, the letter D like in David, Azobra, A Z O B R A at count time, C O U N T T I M E, 4 p.m. dot org. So you can con contact us and let us know what you think. But also, you can go to Smart Brother Media and uh, pull up our podcast and hear the great things we're saying and the great things we're doing. Thank you for once again for joining us on Count Time Podcast. And I'd like to thank my wonderful and lovely daughter, beautiful, smart, intelligent daughter, <laughs> who will do like Annie Smart did, go stand out and fight for herself and her people, her community, right? I agree. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Well, thank you for joining us on Count Time. Thank you. Man can shackle the hand. Man can shackle the feet, but only you can shackle the mind. The mind is always free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time.